How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live once again in the studio. Another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I am your host, Thomas Penlin, coming to y'all today on Thursday, April 11th, 2019. And I mean, y'all know what starts. <laughs> We're almost there, guys. On April 13th, it's my favorite day of the year. That's right, the first day of the NBA playoffs. I mean, Y'all know, last night I had to go to bed early, unfortunately. I got a job now, so I got to be getting up early in the morning. But I, first thing I did was hop out of bed instantly to see what see the Rockets ended up getting. Very disappointed with the way the season ended with for them. Um, basically, on today's podcast, unfortunately. Also, I don't have Brett with me. He's got work and a lot of other stuff. I don't know. Our schedules are kind of not matching up a little bit right now, so I had to do this one solo. But I wanted to get to y'all a little bit and talk about this NBA playoffs. Before I get everything started, just want to talk a couple quick storylines. I'm going to start out here with Magic Johnson and everything that happened with him stepping down. Honestly, I thought it was absolutely hilarious that he didn't even have the balls to tell Jeannie Buss that he was stepping down. You know, he just went ahead and did it. He said he's not having fun anymore. And I mean, who can blame him? I've kind of always thought the same thing. I mean, if I was a celebrity like Magic Johnson and did what he did in the NBA, why would I want to waste my time? I mean, obviously, still because you love the game and whatnot, but at the same time, you spent your whole life like being committed to winning and stuff like that. You can't. I know every every sports reporter wants to talk about, oh, you can't go out on the yacht and have fun and well, all that stuff. I mean, you really can't. It's part of the job of being the GM. You always got to be working. You always got to be trying to get intel on other teams, other players, everything. I mean, he said it himself. He couldn't even talk to Ben Simmons. It was considered tampering, like, or he was getting looked into for tampering. Like, it sucks. I mean, I can't blame Magic for stepping down. I thought he made the right move. I mean, he did a horrible job running the Lakers, traded D'Angelo Russell for Lopez and Kuzma, then let Lopez walk, didn't re-sign Julius Randle. Um... He didn't get the Lakers any shooters. Instead, he just got a bunch of old veterans. And it's just a weird roster. We've heard about it a thousand times. I'm not going to keep beating the dead horse. I mean, I just think it's more so funny how the Lakers somehow don't even make the playoffs yet find a way to be the top thing talked about. You know, it kind of makes me sick. It kind of honestly makes me sick to myself that I started out today's podcast talking about it because really don't want to talk about the Lakers too much because they're not in the playoffs. But overall, I think the Lakers are better off cleaning house this offseason. I mean, there's so many weird reports and stuff coming out of L.A. I want everything, though, to die down there so we can bring some light to the playoffs. LeBron and the Lakers need to be out of the spotlight for one damn time this season. I mean, they're not making the playoffs. Let's talk about the teams who played well this season. Before I do, though, I got to talk about one last thing here, and that is my Atlanta Hawks. And I just got to say, I'm really proud of the way the Hawks played this season. You know, going into the season, I was one of those guys who wanted to lose every game, and I know I've said it a thousand times, but I'm going to say it again. I'm just glad we didn't establish a losing culture, honestly. Like, that's huge. I mean, you look at Phoenix now, Phoenix's roster, I mean, I think is one of the more talented. I mean, I wouldn't say like anything like top 10 most talented roster or anything like that, but I mean, Phoenix has a very talented roster, and the fact they get out of that talented roster, what they get every single year speaks volumes. You can't establish a losing culture, and that's what they've done. And I'm just proud of the Hawks for not doing that. I mean, the Hawks played well to finish the season, finished 5-5. Five and five. Obviously, we ended up securing that top five spot. So, I mean, we have good odds. I believe we have like 10.7% chance of getting the one seed. I just hope we end up top four. And that draft lottery, guys, that's the biggest night of our entire season. So, we need the pieces to fall the right way for us. But I just love the determination and how hard the Hawks played. I mean, it, my favorite game of the season was us beating the 76ers. And Jimmy Butler and them all talking smack to Trey Young and him coming down hitting the floater in their face. I just feel like this team was resilient. You know, John Collins, Trey Young, they really stepped up their game. Trey Young developed as the season went. Went on, which you want to see Kevin Herter develop as the season went on. Torian Prince looked like he finally found his groove. He was injured a lot, which kind of sucked. I mean, we got some finally like Alex Lynn looking like he's somewhat worth something as high as a draft pick as he was. So, I mean, 
I would say, guys, the Hawks are in a great situation right now. Everything looks good. I mean, we really need this Mavs pick to fall our way. Overall, I just love the way everything happened for this team. I love how Vince Carter and Lloyd Pierce have done such a great job coaching up this team. That's right. I said Vince Carter. He's like the player coach. And I just love how Vince, on the nights he's not playing or even the nights he's out resting, he's on NBA TV, he's on NBA on TNT, he's on the damn Hawks broadcast, broadcasting with Neek and Bob. I mean... Gotta love it. He's that all-around Atlanta guy. I mean, Vince Carter, all-around personality. But I thought the Hawks did a great job, guys. We showed that, we, that we're that we getting better and better and better. I mean, we still got a top-five pick, which is... I mean, we don't technically have one, but we probably will get a top-five pick here. And we didn't establish a losing culture. So, I mean, I would say this is actually an extremely successful season for the Hawks. I was expecting this to be, like, a really, really long rebuild. Look, I'm not saying we're ready to run things in the playoffs. I mean, I think we'll probably make it as a low as a high seed. like a, I mean, as a low seed is like a 7-8 seed next year or maybe barely miss the playoffs but I'm just glad that we finally have a winning culture and I mean the team looks like they're moving somewhere which I think is absolutely huge so I'm really loving the way that this Hawks team is coming together and the way that they've been playing but I'm done boring y'all with talking about teams that aren't in the playoffs let's get down to it here guys and let's start in the Eastern Conference all right so I probably have the least amount of analysis and data for this series right here and that is the Bucks versus the Pistons look I said it on Twitter all week long. Why even make the Hornets, Bucks, and Heat fight it out for that eight seed? I mean, I mean, what am I saying? The Bucks. Why even make the Hornets, Pistons, and Heat fight it out for that eight seed? I mean, it's absolutely disrespectful. I mean, the Bucks are going would have clowned any of those three teams, and that's what they're going to do. The Pistons. They took the season series against the Pistons. Only one of those games didn't end in double digits, and I mean, that was the Bucks just kind of being like whatever, and the Pistons keep fouling, 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 and them just letting the Pistons keep doing, doing, doing. So I mean. Guys, the bu- this series won't even be close. The Bucks are going to run away with this series. I mean, Milwaukee has this easily. But, I mean, anyway, this series will not even be close. I'm not even really going to waste my breath going in-depth on it. I mean, Giannis, the Bucks, they have so many mismatches. I think if Giannis didn't even play and Brock didn't play, the Bucks would still win this series in five instead of instead of four. This will be an absolute sweep. Um, they have not come out with odds yet on what it'll be for the Bucks to sweep the series, but I would hammer whatever it is for the Bucks to sweep the series. That's what I'm on, is the Bucks sweeping. I don't think the Pistons can win a single game. I mean, they're absolutely horrible on the road. Why would they? The Bucks are at uh, minus 6,500 to win this series. I mean, if you have the money to put up, I would put my life savings on this because there is no humanly possible way the Pistons beat the Bucks. I mean, even if Giannis and Bledsoe got hurt, I still think the Bucks would beat them in seven. So, Coach Bud, superior coach, everything. Let's move on from there. My next one I got here is Raptors versus Magic. Um, you know what? I think this series will be better than a lot of people think. I mean, the series went two and two. The Magic barely lost in the second game. I mean, it was a two-point game. They have a win on the road in Toronto. The Magic were a great spread team all year. I don't know if you all followed my picks or not, but the Magic covered the spread and kept a lot of games close. I already know they're at plus eight and a half. I might have already thrown a little coin on it, but... I think that the Magic will keep this series close. I think it'll be good games. I think they can give the Raptors a little bit more than the Raptors are going to want here in the first round and prolong this round. I mean, Kawhi Leonard sat out a lot of games, and I mean, they beat them in in Toronto with Kawhi playing and the whole squad in the game. So I don't see why the Magic can't keep this one close. I like the Raptors still, though, to defend home court here. Raptors probably end up taking this series in six. Actually, what I'm saying, the Raptors definitely end up taking this series in six. So the series price on this one sits at Raptors minus 1,200. I would hit that if I were y'all. Raptors win this series. I wouldn't say handily, though. They'll definitely get a little bit more than they want a few games. The Magic will be able to steal one or two and put it along the series to go five or six games. I'd say six, though. 
The next series, I'm going to go here. I think these bottom two series will be a little bit better than a lot of people think. Look, the Celtics, they don't have Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is their best defensive player, best wing defender. The Pacers obviously don't have Depot. I mean, if the Pacers had Depot, I would be on them to win this series outright. I mean, I really think they could. The Celtics are 3-1 and one against them in the regular season. The Pacers might have played bad to end the season off, but they had a lot of injuries, guys. That's one thing that a lot of people aren't thinking about. The Pacers were very beat up. I think the Pacers can take this series to six or seven games. I'm going to say six games. Games. Celtics will end up getting it done. Look, I don't think either team can really win a game on the road. I think the Celtics will pull one out on the road. It's going to be a lot of ugly games. Y'all see me taking a lot of unders in this series. Celtics and Pacers unders have been gold all season long, and I think it'll stay that way. I mean, Pacers just too be they're just. They're, I, mean, I would say they're more so healing their guys, but, I mean, without Oladipo, it really hurts them. Celtics are pretty beat up right now. They've tried to do the same thing, too, but Celtics have been unimpressive all year long, and I expect without Marcus Smart, one of the most gritty guys they have on their team, for this series to be closer than they want it to. I am on the Celtics to win this series at minus 470. I would lay all that right there to get the payout. I mean, it's a good payout. Pacers can't probably won't end up pulling. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't think they can go into Boston and win. I mean, we know how hostile of an environment Boston is, but... I would I will definitely take Pacers on a lot of these spreads in this series. The Pacers will keep this series close. Next one I have is 76ers and Nets. This is the last series in the Eastern Conference. Um, I'm going to go Sixers and seven here. Look, guys, the Nets are a surprise team. D'Angelo Russell can get buckets. Spencer Dinwiddie, one of the better six-mans in the league. They got a great rim defender in Jared Allen. I mean, he's obviously going to be matched up on Joel Embiid, but Joel Embiid also might not be ready to go for a couple of these games early, and I think that could really skew this series. I think it's going to go seven games. Embiid will miss a game. I could see the Nets maybe stealing one in Philadelphia without Embiid in the lineup. I'm definitely going to be on the Nets to cover a lot of these spreads. Both teams like to play fast. I think the 76ers style of play goes along with the Nets well Nets hit a lot of three-pointers which helps them too I mean yeah the 76ers do too but I think this game these will be up and down games they'll be fun to watch Nets will surprise people they'll drag this one out long and drug out I mean 76ers Ben Simmons can't shoot they do have all the best players in the series except for D'Angelo Russell but I mean They've only won one playoff series, and realistically, I mean, it was the Heat. We we saw how bad the Heat were this year. They didn't have any really any other players last year compared to this year. I mean, still the same Heat team. I guess Goran Dragic was hurt for most of the year this year, but still, that's beside the point. I have not been not been impressed with the 76ers in gritty games this season. Realistically, they only have one gritty win, which is against the Celtics, and that was against an injured Celtics team in Philadelphia. Barely won. They barely pulled that out at the end. The Celtics kind of dominated that whole game. I'm on the Pacers, I'm the Nets to keep this one close. I mean, they split 2 2 in the regular season, 1 1 in Philadelphia, and they lost one of those games by two points. So, I mean, I think the Nets and the Raptors will keep these series a lot closer. Look, you might say, Thomas, you're taking all the favorites. But, I mean, the NBA is pretty cut and dry when it comes to the playoffs. We typically see all the favorites advance in the next couple rounds. So, I mean, I like the I like the way that most of these series play out for the favorites. I think they'll all get to the next round in the Eastern Conference. But, I mean, if I had to pick one upset, I would say the Nets. I'm not on the series price in this one because, I mean, if Embiid misses multiple games, who knows what can happen playing on the road in a playoff series. I mean, the road on the playoffs is a lot – crazier than people think it is the Nets play pretty well at home as they did all season long so I mean I would sit this one out if I were you guys on series prices as am I all right let's move here now to the Western Conference the Western Conference we have Warriors versus Clippers here that's our first matchup um Warriors they absolutely own the Clippers they beat them like 16 out of like the last 18 times they played three and one in the regular season the one loss being without Steph Curry 
I am on the Warriors in four. Both these teams like to shoot threes. Both these teams like to play with pace. The Clippers, their best thing is numbers and effort. I think those two things are big in the regular season, depth and effort, but I don't think it'll be jack shit for them here in the playoffs. I like the Warriors to run them off the floor. It's just like, you know, it's, it's pretty cut and dry for both one seeds. I mean, they're going to they're gonna run over their opponents. Maybe the Clippers steal one game. Maybe. Maybe Bomber can cheer them on hard enough to get that one win, but... I just don't see it happening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, LA. I mean, y'all are fun to watch all season. Great story. Great team. Doc did a great job with them. Don't see it happening. Um, I actually do have an upset, I will say this, in this bracket, as do, I'm sure, just about everybody. I'm pretty, they're favored right now in Vegas, so, I mean, everyone's got the upset. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and talk about it right now. That is Blazers versus Thunder. Look, it's Thunder and five is what I have. Blazers without Nurkic won't be able to do it. Steven Adams with them will dominate the boards. Look, the Blazers are 32-9 and nine at the Moda Center this year, or the Rose Garden, whichever one you want to refer to it as. But the Thunder, they've won two games there and 4-0 this season against the Blazers. I think the Thunder own the Blazers. Paul George averages 38 points per game. 38 points per game against Portland and 34 at the Moda Center. I mean, that's crazy. Yes, you could also go say Damian loaded too. I don't know what his exact numbers are, but I remember he dropped 50 in that overtime game, but... I'm definitely on Thunder to win this series. I think they can take care of it in five. I mean, if the Russell Westbrook, though, that wants to be a ball hog shows up, it could take a little bit longer for him to win this, but I like the Thunder to go ahead and get it done. They're sitting currently in Vegas at minus, what are we at, Oakland? Minus 135 odds. I think those are pretty good odds. If I were y'all, I'd go ahead and hop on those. Take the Thunder, win this series outright. Thunder, pull the upset. That'll be your one first-round upset right there. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about the other series I could see our upset in right here, and that is the Nuggets versus the Spurs. They went 2-2 two and two in the regular season. The first meeting to me is kind of a wash game. Jokic played absolutely awful in the first game, so, I mean, you can look at it from that way. It was one of his worst scoring games of the entire season. I think this series will go six or seven games, probably seven. I mean, the Nuggets play really, really well at home. It's just a bad matchup for the Spurs. They like to shoot the two ball. The Nuggets shoot it from three. The Nuggets are 34-7 and seven at home. They have the altitude. I think all those factors coming into everything, they beat this Spurs team. You know, the Spurs are kind of a team on the way out, if you will, with me. I mean, they've dominated for so long in the Eastern Conference, but I mean, the Western Conference, but... This team's starting to fall apart slowly, slowly, slowly. I think that they're more so on the way out of things. I don't like the Spurs to get out of the first round here. I'm on the Nuggets to win this series. I mean, it'll, it'll be close. It'll be a good series, but I think the Nuggets will end up handling business and taking care of the Spurs like they need to. The last one here, i got to save the best for last, my boy James Harden and the Rockets. Um, I mean, the Jazz will put up a good fight. The Jazz are probably the best defensive team in the league. Them and the Rockets are the two hottest teams since the, play, since the All-Star break. The Rockets lost them twice early in the season when they were playing really, really bad. I don't know if you all remember, but the Rockets started the season out really slow, had a terrible run to start the season off. Yep, they've picked up their play ever since, and look at them now. I think the Rockets will win this series in five to six games. I'm going to say six. I think the Jazz can defend home court. The Jazz are kind of nitty-gritty, you know. I think they can defend home court twice, but I think the Rockets will end up taking them. Who knows? They could even steal one in Houston. Five or six games, I think, is what this series will end up being at. Rockets beat them by 27 in their last meeting on February 2nd. That's with all the Jazz players playing. That's when the Jazz were playing better up. The schedule would flip for them. The Jazz had a rough go-about at the beginning of the year with the schedule. Look, I think probably the 
four best, five best teams in the playoffs in order for me. Number one, I would go with the with the Warriors. Number two, I got the Rockets. Number three, I got the actually no. Number two, I got the Bucks. Number three, I got the Rockets. Then number four, I probably have the Jazz. You know, Jazz, and then shoot it five. I don't even know. Five is such a wash of who you could go with. I mean, if the Blazers were fully healthy, I'd probably go with them, but they're not, quite frankly, so you can't. But, I mean, I just think this is a bad matchup for the Rockets. It sucks they have to play the – not a bad matchup now, but through the second round they have to play the Warriors. It makes it a bad matchup. Harden averaged 33.5 against the Jazz, but he dropped 43 and 47 in the last two. And he had 15 one game. We all know for James Harden, 15 freaking points is an outlier game. James Harden's a walking 30 points. He dropped 30 on every single team in the league. No one's ever done that before. So the Rockets will get by the Jazz here. Could be some good games, though. I mean, the Jazz are a gritty team, so I like that. But – before I round everything out, um, I couldn't find odds anywhere, which was kind of weird. I don't know if they'll come out tomorrow or not for teams to get to the conference finals. If those do come out, though, I would take the Warriors in Nuggets to get to the conference finals. And then on the flip side of things, I would go with because the Nuggets absolutely dominate the Thunder. That's something to watch out for you there. They're 4-0. That's a really, really bad matchup the Thunder struggle with. They cannot do anything against them. Then on the flip side of things, I'm on the Bucks to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I wouldn't make a play between the Raptors and 76ers. There's too much, too many questions there. I'm not sold on the 76ers. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not sold on them. So I can't get odds for y'all right now on those, which I'm kind of pissed off about because I wanted to give y'all good odds on like every single little, little thing here in the playoffs because I really feel like I can help y'all win a lot of money right now, but there's just not really any out. But if they do come out before these series start, I don't know I don't know if Vegas will put new odds out or not for it. I will release those on Twitter, so watch out for that. Follow me at Hot Takes with TP3 on Twitter if you're not already doing it, by the way. Great stuff on there. Um, last but not least, so to win the East, I've got the Bucks. They're uh, seven to five right now, so I mean, obviously, you're gonna have to put up more. But I mean, it's worth it, guys. The Bucks have dominated the East this entire season. They absolutely ran through the Eastern Conference. Nobody wanted anything to do with the Bucks in this Eastern Conference. Um, they defend home court well. I mean, they had so many great wins. We watched them without Brogdon and Bledsoe, Miritich, Pau Gasol. We watched them basically the whole team out. We watched Giannis by himself take care of the 76ers. I mean, Giannis can do it all. I mean, there's a reason why. Coach Mike, Coach Mike Budenholzer, we watched what he did with the Hawks. I mean, they're 33-8 and eight at home, and four of those losses are when they don't have Giannis or key players in the lineup. So, I mean, realistically, nobody's going into Milwaukee and beating this team at full strength. It just doesn't happen, guys. Nobody does it. Um, I got Golden State, though, to win the West. Oh, shocker, shocker. He's got Golden State to win the West, guys. Yep, I'd sure do. Golden State, 1-3 to three to win the West. Um, I'd say it's a lock, guys. I mean, why would you not? It's, it's a lock. I think that the Bucks can put a good fight up against Golden State. Obviously, I'll keep talking about that. But I got the Warriors at 1-2 to two to win the finals. I've, if I were y'all, I'd go ahead and absolutely just, just destroy that on your book. I mean, Golden State, I mean, that's 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 free money. Golden State is going to win this finals, guys. They have the best team in the league. Even if their lineup, their defense isn't as good with Boogie, they still have all the regular players that they would have in there. Like, this is the same Warriors team as last year, plus DeMarcus Cousins. Like, we can't forget about that. Same team, plus DeMarcus. I mean... I'm all over the Warriors here to win this series. It's going to be a fun playoff, guys. I can't wait to watch it. I think the Nets are really going to make a statement that they're coming next year and they're going to keep getting better and better and maybe even attract a great free agent to come play along with them. I think the Magic kind of might do the same and kind of make a name for themselves as being slept on. I think the Pacers, I mean, at the same time, the Pacers could lose in five, but also I think the Pacers... 
I don't think that will happen, though. I think the Pacers will keep these games closer. Everyone wants to overrate the Celtics. I think that the Bucks will absolutely run through the East. I mean, I think the Celtics will get embarrassed in the second round. Like, I think it'll be really, really, really bad for the Celtics in the second half against the second round against the Bucks. Like, I'm, I probably will call a sweep on that series right there. You know, I wish the odds two were out. I'll give y'all my odds on, or actually, I guess y'all know how many games I think everybody's winning in. Um, y'all should throw on. I mean, Bucks and Warriors to sweep. I absolutely love those right there. But, I think it's going to be a really fun playoff, guys. Unfortunately, the Warriors are going to win again. I know nobody really wants to watch that again, but it's just how it's going to go, guys. I wish I could have had a guest on today to talk all this, debate a little bit with me, but we don't have one, unfortunately. Honestly, though, there's nothing that's really that fun to debate in the first round of the NBA playoffs. You know, there's no real upsets. I mean, anybody with a brain is going to pick the Thunder over the Blazers. I mean, oh, it's such an upset there. You got TP. But, nah, seriously, though, guys, I appreciate everyone tuning in once again. I really hope we run it up here in these NBA playoffs. We had a great regular season. Picks hit it over 60% just for regular plays, over 65% for max plays. Everything would have been even higher if the last, like, five days of the season didn't happen. We got screwed on the last five days. I didn't adjust to who was playing and who's not, whatnot. I'll be more ready for that next season. But, honestly, guys, this is a great first year handicapping the NBA. It really, really went really well once I kind of figured out what I was doing and everything. Realistically, like, once I really got in the groove of things, it was over 70%. Like, we were going perfect a lot of nights and stuff. And I really feel like we're still in that groove and we'll keep killing. I know all y'all know that. So, follow me on Twitter, at Hot Takes with TP3. All picks will be dropping daily. I know y'all want to get in on that action while you still can so let's run it up guys let's murder the bookie let's have fun watching these playoffs i can't wait for everything um me and brett will podcast again for y'all probably on tuesday after we've seen every team play once or twice so be on the lookout for all that i appreciate y'all tuning in once again and i will see y'all later